0: Hey, mamas, welcome back to the multi mama podcast. It's Tilly Storm, and today we're talking about faking orgasms. Yes, 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 yes. So many women do it. The statistics are insane. Men, you don't want to know. Actually, you do want to know, but you kind of don't want to know at the same time. <laughs> If you are tired of faking orgasms and you're ready to show up authentically instead, I have a wonderful interview to share with you today with one of our Essentially Embodied Woman graduates, Deborah. Before we dive into the interview, I want to share with you a couple of recaps from uh, her process that she's going to tell you all about today. If you want to stop faking orgasms and show up authentically. There are five key steps that you get to take. Number one is stop. Stop faking it. Just right now, commit to yourself. I know this might sound terrifying and or maybe not so terrifying, but not doable. But at the same time, what is it worth to continue doing what you're doing? So you get to stop because the more that you continue to put a mask on and to act like everything's just fine that just means that the longer you are perpetuating that your pleasure doesn't matter. You're perpetuating that story every time you fake it. And if you're tired of it, then the first thing you do is you stop faking it. The step Two is to take a stand for your pleasure because no one else will. That means discovering what you want and like sexually through intentional self-pleasure practices and learning about your erotic language. I know that's something a lot of people don't intentionally do, especially if they're in a relationship, but intentional self-pleasure, having a jade egg practice or a self-pleasure breathwork practice, things like this, they help you learn what you want and like and how to get out of your head learning about your erotic language helps you to learn the language of your turn on. So you actually know how to speak it to your partner. You can't take a stand for your pleasure if you don't know the path to it in the first place. That leads me to step number three, which is that you take what you've learned about yourself through your intentional self-pleasure and you share it with your partner. You don't have to openly share with them about how you have been faking it in the past, unless you feel like you really need to. This is something that Deborah and I got to talk about extensively. She had a big fear of talking and communicating this directly with her partner about it. So likely they already know what you've been up to. Likely men know, or they have a sixth sense. Maybe they, maybe you've never explicitly told them, but they know something is up. The fourth step is to give your partner more credit than you have been, because your partner is likely more able to handle the situation more gracefully than you think. If their ego is really that fragile and you're really that concerned about their ego falling to smithereens, then do you really want to be with someone who has that fragile of an ego anyway? I don't know. I would be questioning that if that were the relationship I were in. And last but not least, the fifth step that you want to take when you're shifting from faking orgasms to showing up authentically is that you get to be so gentle and compassionate for the part of you that felt that it couldn't be real and authentic in the first place and really commit to showing up more authentically in your pleasure and in your sex life and taking a stand for your pleasure. So without further ado, I'm excited to share today's guest Deborah with you, who is going to share her story and how she went from faking orgasms to showing up authentically and learning to get out of her head. And while you're listening, if you're enjoying this content, be sure to download my five days to epic sex and pleasure for high achieving women training that can be found at tilly-storm.com. Tilly storm.com. This is basically the synopsis of every single one of these episodes in five episodes. If I could tell you just five episodes, things, um, point you to five episodes from this podcast that I wanted you to listen to. They're all going to be in that audio training. So go download that right now. Five days to epic sex and pleasure for high achieving women training at tilly-storm.com T I L L Y dash S T O R M. This is the Multi Orgasmic Mama, the podcast for high achieving moms to have sex worth putting the energy in for. I'm Tilly Storm, a holistic sex and intimacy coach, and it's my mission to help you want to want sex again, to have better orgasms, and to feel confident and sexy so you experience more pleasure in the bedroom and beyond. Welcome back, hot mamas. It's Tilly Storm with our guest, Deborah. Hey, Deborah, how are you doing today? I'm great, Tilly. How are you? I'm so wonderful. And it's so ecstatic to have you on to talk about this very important topic uh, around orgasm. And I know uh, everyone knows that, you know, you've been through my group program, The Essentially Embodied Woman, and we're here to talk about your journey through that and what really transpired for you. So I'm curious, tell me what is it you were struggling with specifically when you decided to reach out and potentially join this program? Yes, I was really
1: struggling with orgasm, uh, particularly around orgasming with a partner. My whole experience with orgasm was solo masturbation and very one way, like go into my head, fantasize. And that was my only way I knew how to get there. Um, and that's been the way for my entire life. And I was really having at this point in my life a lack of desire, resistance around having sex with my partner, um, and just feeling very broken because this thing that seems um or you know can be perceived as being easy for everyone else was something I just couldn't do. I had this major block. And I'm now with a partner who is amazing. I've been with him for several years. I love him, adore him. It's a very healthy relationship in that we are open and honest with one another, turn towards each other. And yet in the bedroom, I was still faking orgasms and just being this total fraud. Like I didn't know what else to do. This has just been... Kind of the path of avoidance for me with a partner in terms of like faking orgasms. It didn't, there, like I didn't have to confront this problem for me or this area that felt so broken um, if I just kind of faked my way through it. And I'm just finally with someone, or maybe finally at the point in my life where. I knew that I no longer wanted to go on like this. I hate feeling like a fraud. I had such shame around it. And I felt, you know, even though um, the relationship feels so strong, I just still had this total like fear of telling him. And I, because I just didn't know what to do about it. And I didn't want him to feel like it was his to fix or that he wasn't doing something right. And I knew it had to be my journey. Like I knew it was something inside of me that needed to be addressed and unleashed and healed and worked through and in whatever way, but I just didn't know how to do that. So, that was the journey, um, that led me to your program.
0: Mm, Yeah. Tell me some of the things that you tried before you reached out to me. Did you do anything to try and get yourself beyond the faking it? Or I don't know. I'm curious. (laughs) I think
1: I never really tried to address it head on because, Um, well, I, you know, I kind of did the things like early on, like read books and magazines and like when you're younger, maybe it's easier to like like talk to your girlfriend about sex, but I don't know. I never really found answers. And then the older I got kind of just the more set in my ways and the more, the more I felt like it was something wrong with me. Um, and I've done talk therapy around other things of my life around other aspects, like, you know, relational things um, you know, childhood um, some of like fear and anxiety, but I never really addressed it head on. Um, I think I just had a lot of shame. I think I really just convinced myself I was maybe too broken or yeah, I just didn't, I don't know. I never felt comfortable peeling back, that onion. It felt really, really scary.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Going to the depths of sexuality and showing up authentically in your sexual expression, there's a lot on the table and you are certainly not the only person experiencing this. The statistics are insane. I think it's 80% of women have faked orgasms at least once but half of the 80% do it regularly. That's a lot of women. <laughs> so <laughs> This isn't something people want to talk about though. So I'm very excited that we get to do that today because I want to hear specifically how you moved through this uh, and were able to show up authentically and as your true self and really express yourself um, without a mask or trying to perform. Also one thing I want to point out before I go to the next question is that there is this very much a performance um, very young masculine core that a lot of women have around their sexuality because that's all we ever knew. You know, we got raised with porn, we got raised with the Cosmo magazines and all of these images that you know expect us to be orgasmic and for sex to be easy so there really is no shame and feeling that well i guess the only way to really be seen as sexually valuable is to just fake it if it's not really happening to me and for all of you out there that are experiencing this and you know it's something you've dappled with and struggled with for a while like there's i know you're feeling shame around it but there's also no reason to continue feeling the shame around it because it's your conditioning didn't set you up for success here. <laughs> Lack of pleasure, education, all the things <laughs> did yeah, not yeah. set you up for success. So yeah. all right, dear. So tell me what you were most scared about when you first reached out to me. What was the impetus for you to reach out in the first place and be like, all right, I'm diving in. I'm I'm not showing up this way anymore. Let's do something about it, silly. <laughs>
1: I think the reaching out was just kind of, uh, a like a breaking point. Um, you know, when I looked, <laughs> it's so crazy, but at my, um, new year's Eve resolution, I was like, what, you know, thinking and reflecting about what areas of my life just are really unsatisfying to me or, and I, I don't, want, I don't, I actually don't know that I make resolutions every year, but it was just a reflection time of what major things in my life do I want to shift um, for the year. And this was one where it just was kind of in my gut and it just wouldn't leave me alone that, you know, this being authentic in my sexual expression and my sexual being was just something I needed to address. And so that was kind of. What let me hear at this point. And oh my gosh, so much fear around if this doesn't work, I'm just, I will be in despair, you know, (laughs) just like, okay, I'm going to try this, but I'm really scared that I'm going to determine I'm truly broken and that this is just as good as it's going to get. And obviously, just that fear around sharing my experience and shame that I felt around it and just addressing that was scary. Definitely scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And going back to what I was sharing about that masculine core that many of us have around our sexualities, that there's like a lack of, of yen, solid yen, feminine, being able to show up and be real and all of who we are and all of our expression and what was so different, or I don't want to say different because I'm, I can think of a couple of women who've also gone on the same journey, but yours was so predominantly around Um. this issue in particular um, that you, you were really able to make a lot of headway with this and of course, you know, we're never where we want to be at the end, right? Like there's always more to experience, (laughs) but you definitely were able to stop uh, faking it and to begin to show up authentically. So tell us about that journey. What did it look like? What were you, what were some of the practices or the techniques that I taught you or coached you through that really helped you to begin showing up in the way that you wanted to?
1: Yes, uh, I think going through the program, all of the practices really build upon one another. And there were times where I wasn't sure I was making any headway. And I think most, you know, I think a lot of people on their journey will feel that, you know, one step forward and then am I making progress? It's not necessarily always just this linear journey of, you know, unlocking pleasure and more pleasure and more pleasure, and more pleasure. Um, but the biggest breakthrough is really getting out of my head, which is where I had been living as a sexual being. And this, um, that's how I got myself to orgasm. But that's also where I had all of the thoughts about my performance in bed. And, you know, does my partner like this? Am I making the right sounds? Am I looking the right way? And then really releasing that and getting into my body. And I think a lot of the practices are foundational to like feeling into your body, which I, it was really blocked for me when I started very numb. I was like, what am I supposed to be feeling and where? (laughs) And slowly through the practices, it was just this awakening in my body. And I think one of the big things for me was really You gave me the task of like, your mind needs something to do. And the task of giving my mind, um, the job of seeking pleasure in my body. And I think that really helped break through and keep my focus internal and on my pleasure. And where am I feeling it? Yeah. It just, I don't know. It was kind of. I say it was like i flipping a light switch, but I know all of the foundational practices were help building up to it, but was a time where I just, I stayed present in my body and the pleasure and used breath to really move that pleasure through my body and was able to orgasm finally without going to my head in fantasy. And it was like <laughs> mind blowing ironically, since I wasn't in my head. <laughs> Um, body blowing maybe is the better. (laughs) I think once I hit that breakthrough myself within the practice, the solo practices, I think it was just this weight had been lifted like this, that feeling of brokenness, it like dissolved. And it was like, oh, the pleasure was always there. I'm not broken. And I just had this like utter confidence that, that there's just no way I will eventually, you know, experience this with a partner. Like it just, it will happen. I know it in my body. It just was this level of confidence. You know, I am like pleasure is so available to me and I just need to trust into that and feel into that. And I think that confidence is what helped me to just let go of the faking it, let go of the performance and just continue to focus on my pleasure in my body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the doubt was very palpable. I remember you in that deep dark pit of despair where you're just like, oh, I think we were on like our third or fourth breakthrough calling, like nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is perfectly fine. You get to stop. You get to make a commitment to yourself that you're not going to fake it again. And I think that was where it really started to shift for you. Yeah. Because the next, uh, our next <laughs> live practice call, that was when you had that huge breakthrough. It was our live call, right? Our Jada. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we, we do a live J D E G practice that I lead everyone through. No one can hear or see you. You know, it's just me, and you can only see and hear me. But <clears throat> I'm te- I'm taking everyone through this live uh, J D E G practice, and uh, you know, when people finish the practice, if they want to come on and integrate and talk about what they experienced in the session, I invite everyone back onto the screen, or just audio if they want to share audio. Um, And I remember Deborah getting on and she's like, oh my God, I had an orgasm without going into a fantasy. And I, you know, and for you, this was a huge deal because self-pleasure wasn't something you were doing at all when you started from my recollection. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And definitely the entire course up until that point, you were doing your self-pleasure practices, but you hadn't experienced an orgasm from doing them. Right. Yeah. So, and and then orgasming with your partner wasn't happening. So, you know, there was just like a lack of orgasm in general. I'm like, okay, we just need to get you to the point where you're having Mm -hmm. orgasms again. And it happened like all of a sudden at the, at the, at the tail end. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I was just ecstatic over the moon for you. (laughs) Yes. Such
1: a break, (laughs) such a breakthrough. And again, that confidence that like, Trusting my body, just having a different like relationship with pleasure and my body and how I approach sex with my partner. Just, yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And what I want to point out is how long it took. I think people in our instant society get really aggravated and frustrated that sometimes you know, rewiring your mind can actually take some time, but there is no shortcut. There's no shortcut around this stuff. Yeah. You you can't take a pill to have a great orgasm. Sorry, gals. You know, you, you can get a shot up your clit if you want to go that route. It lasts a little while, but you got to do it multiple times. <laughs> If you want the fully empowered route, uh, there is no pill to take and it takes time. And that's something I get to iterate with people who just start out. You've probably seen me say it multiple times when women just start the program. I'm like, it takes practice and it takes time because your entire life, decades of sexual conditioning and nervous system wiring are going against everything you want right now. And you're a great example that it does, it takes time and lots of practice, but it does work. And that's the one thing that I wish every woman knew is that if you just stay dedicated and devoted to showing up and doing the practices, there's you, you had everything you needed, uh, and you were showing up for yourself. And sometimes people's bodies can snap right into the new way real quick. And sometimes it takes people longer, but it's there for you and it happened. <laughs> so so excited. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, what other big wins or amazing results did you notice from going through the program?
1: So I think related to that and the stop faking the orgasms, I just that fear dropped away. And I, again, I just focused on my pleasure and bringing my partner along on the journey of my pleasure. And it wasn't big, long drawn out conversation with him, but just in bite-sized pieces of kind of how the program was helping me kind of like little nuggets of what I was struggling with. And I think that has just really strengthened our relationship more. I mean, obviously because I no longer feel like this fraud <laughs> in the bedroom and I just have a renewed sense of safety in sex and again that trust in my body and the desire and the turn on got way turned up like You know, I really struggled with desire and even just some resistance to sex. And I don't know, I find myself so much more excited about it, so much more wanting to like initiate it and experiment and stay present during sex instead of just getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. Let's, you know, just really kind of staying present in my body and like finding the pleasure that. I'm experiencing and focusing on it. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, for everyone out there who's wondering what this blueprint even feels like, Deborah, what does it feel like to show up authentically in your fullest sexual expression exactly as you are? Oh, it
1: feels liberating. It feels just all the yummy feelings you've fill in the blank, like light and excited, you know, it's got, it's like that, those tingly sensations and excitement over where, how I'll evolve next and how the journey progresses and what other ways I can get lit up and turned on sexually. And, you know, I know I'll continue to experience more pleasure in different ways. And so it's just kind of like an excitement. It, instead of the fear that existed before, it's
0: more like an excitement of like what's to come next. So, Yeah. Oh, how amazing. Well, you're such a great example. On, on the last episode of the podcast, we talked about the move from the different stages of orgasmic development being from orgasmic reclamation to orgasmic expansion to orgasmic mastery. And Deborah is a great example of what it's like to move from reclamation to expansion phase and really expanding what's possible for you at this point. So what do you feel is your next step in this journey of expanding your pleasure and your orgasmic capacity? Tactically, I'm doing all of the practices,
1: like again, with a new lens. And they're so exciting to have what's great is that the practices are so applicable, whether you're in the reclamation stage or the expansion or the, what was the third one? Mastery. Mastery. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And doing the practices, whatever stage you're in will be a completely different experience. And so redoing them in this expansion phase is so fun and very exploratory too. And so um, yeah, I feel like I'm in the play mode of what else is available to me and approaching it, not from like this desperation of like, oh my gosh, I'm broken. Please God, let this help. But more of like, Ooh, what, what, what else is next? What more? Not every day is the same. Some days I still feel blocks or, you know um, resistance or a hard time feeling into my pleasure where it's at, but I know it's there. I know I can come back to it the next day and find it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love when you give a woman the tools, the practices, the techniques to find her orgasm. She finds who she really is. And she connects with the truth of her being, which is that she's not broken and (laughs) she's whole and complete as is, and which you just highlighted perfectly that it's more of a remembrance of, oh, right. The pleasure was always there. (laughs) I just didn't know how to tap into it. Uh, So that's, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, All right. So what was your favorite part about SEW in particular? I think I had two favorite
1: parts. I, the one-on-one coaching is amazing. Um, You're in a cohort with other women, but the ability to have my specific blocks and challenges addressed one-on-one with you was foundational to my breakthrough and just that reassurance that my journey is not the one that's, you know, doomed for failure, that, (laughs) that it is a journey um, that I'm not going through alone that other women experience. And then the flip side is the community and hearing what other women are trying to break through and what things are coming up for them just made me feel so much less alone, dressing the topic of sexuality and and healing all these old sexual wounds can just feel so alienating or very much like something you have to do alone. And just to have a community of women who are also focused on it and being vulnerable about what they're struggling with was really beautiful to be a part of and to witness and helped And certainly my own healing for sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. You said
1: there were two. What was the other one? Well, the one-on-one coaching and the community. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. All right. And who do you think should join this program? Who do you think is the perfect fit for?
1: I don't think there's any one. And that was the beautiful thing about all, you know, being witnessed to all these amazing women on their own journey is that there were so many different journeys. And so I don't know that there's like one perfect, but I would say if you're particularly like me, if you are just someone who's feeling lost or like, you just don't know what to do. This was incredibly transformative. I know I would not have gotten to where I'm at without the practices and the support and the community and the coaching and the feedback. And so I think it's just anyone who's really feeling disconnected from sex, from their pleasure and just feeling lost about what to do to quote unquote fix it or (laughs) to have it be a different way Then this program is for you.
0: Yes, indeed. Amazing. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would tell anyone listening or considering um, booking the call and applying? Uh, Just do it.
1: it. If you have fear coming up, It will be so worth it just
0: just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Cool. Take the leap. Yes. So so much for sharing your story and for being so vulnerable. I know that sharing about faking orgasms is there's a lot of shame wrapped up in it, but it is so common. And I know so many women listening are like, thank you, Deborah, for showing up and being real and showing us the way (laughs) yes you're changing lives already
1: (laughs) well thank you Tilly I you changed this life for sure this sex life is yeah just so much better for having gone through the program
0: oh yay (laughs) mission accomplished (laughs) yes awesome I love well we'll talk to you soon (laughs) thanks Tilly Chances are, if you hear my voice right now, you might be a woman who struggles with lack of libido or desire, doesn't find sex that fulfilling or satisfying, or that's so busy and in your head that it's really challenging to drop in and actually enjoy sex when it happens. Yes, this podcast is here to help you with that. In each episode, I will be sharing everything I know to help you experience more pleasure in your sex life. But Let's face it, simply obtaining more information isn't going to change anything about your sex life. The thing is, being a high-achieving mom who's already in her head a lot and is strapped for time and energy, more information is not what you need, sweetheart. Alternatively, learning to rewire your body and your brain so you can get out of your head, be in your body, and enjoy yourself is required. If you're really serious and committed to doing the embodiment practices, the somatic and the nervous system reprogramming, so you can experience epic sex in the bedroom and beyond, then I invite you to consider my centrally embodied woman program. This is my signature program to teach and to coach high achieving moms like you. And it's how over 70 women have experienced a massive increase in their sexual desire and pleasure in the bedroom and beyond in less than four months. Through the program, you'll get deep, intimate coaching from me for 16 weeks, where I'll be able to personally guide you through your specific sex life and relationship struggles. And you'll also instantly join a sisterhood of other high-level women going through the same things to support you on the journey on top of that in addition to all of the coaching the community the accountability the teachings and the audio guided embodiment practices and meditations when you join the centrally embodied woman program you'll get lifetime access to our member library with new bonus content that we're continually adding in and by the way the program does help you to become a multi-orgasmic mama too so yes you can rely on just the information i share with you here and yes you may get the pleasure education you never got growing up You may grow the ovaries enough to break the ice with your partner and have a meaningful conversation about your sex life, or you could take the shortcut and get the support you're going to need right off the bat. So if you're ready to commit to doing what it takes to have epic sex and pleasure in the next four months, then click the link in the show notes and fill out an application for the Sensually Embodied Woman program. And you'll be on your way to joining my magical world of multi-orgasmic motherhood and fast tracking your journey to a thriving sex life and relationship today. Once again, hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Sensually Embodied Woman, and I'll see you there in the program.